Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Real Lives Untold podcast with myself, Trina O'Connor. And myself, Sarah O'Connor. We are focusing on all things crime and human interest. We're creating a space for people to tell their stories, the raw, unedited version. So here we are, Trina. Real Lives Untold, we're finally here. I know, I know. It's been it's been a really interesting road to get here, hasn't it, yeah, Sarah? It's certainly been a learning curve. I mm. think we thought it would just manifest. Um, and that would be it. We click our fingers. <laughs> yes, but we've so learned a lot. We have. So many people make it look so easy. They do. They? Yeah. they do. My yeah. goodness. But we're doing it. It's in a very, I suppose, homegrown way. We're doing yeah. it from my home. Yes. And in more or less the basement. <laughs> and here we are. And it's been exciting. Yeah, it has. And and I think I think it's it's because it's happened so organically and our friendship has yeah. happened so organically yeah. over the years that uh, we have a lot of trust in each other. And I do yeah. hope that our listeners will trust us and get to know us and yeah. and, and and find out what we're about and, and mm-hmm. why we want to tell these un- untold stories and yeah, why it's yeah. important. And why it's entitled Real Lives Untold. Yeah. Um, and I suppose a little bit about how we met. Yeah. We met in we met in 2018, actually. Was it? It was 2018. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that because I was in the early stages of pregnancy. Right. And right. I contacted Trina because she was the go to criminologist, criminology pundit. And I was doing a, a gangland documentary. It was yeah. on the Kinahan Hodge feud, ongoing Kinahan Hodge feud. Yeah. And we were focusing on the impact it was having on the North Inner City. And you worked in the North Inner yeah. City at the time. And I cont- I'd heard you on Marion Finucane. That's right. And I contacted you. Yeah. And then I suppose what happened then was... Because you have a background in criminology yeah. as well. So I'm a criminologist, um, but you also have a master's degree yes, in criminology. Yeah. So uh, we, we had a lot in common and we had a we lot had of lot. the same interests and a lot of the same intrigues. Yeah. So I suppose we were both curious about what was going on because it was so unusual yeah. what was happening in the yeah. inner city of terror, Dublin. The terror. Yeah. At the oh, the terror was armed awful. guards on yeah. the street. And yeah. Um, you know, people being shot dead in a case of mistaken identity and yeah. children, you know, thinking this was the norm. Yeah. Coming out of school and there was armed guards outside. And it really was. A, it was a Strange very time. scary place to yeah, be. It really um, was. I mean, I was I was walking um, as a general manager of a community training centre in the fire station there in Buckingham Street. Yeah. And we had to close the centre a couple of times because of security fears. Yeah. Um, some of my young people would have known some of the people who lost their lives. Like neighbours turned on neighbours during that feud. Yeah. And that was very unusual for the inner city of Dublin. Um, yeah. And and the, the scars of it are still there today. Um, 
Sarah, how, like, I, 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 my work experience is varied, but how did you end up getting involved in crime and correspondent? Oh, like, what's like, your, your journey, I suppose? It, 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 the work journey, I mean, yeah. in terms of went to college in UCG, first of all, grew up in Cork, in North yeah, Cork, yeah, uh, in Bantier in North Cork, grew up in a pub. I uh, have two sisters. I'm the middle child, classic middle child. And <laughs> What's uh, a classic middle child? Oh, like? sure. Listen, neither here nor there. No. <laughs> neither here nor there. Constant tug of war. And I'm a Gemini. So oh, that's just Lordy. a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. And so I went to UCG and I, I loved English and history in school. So it was always kind of either law or journalism, potentially. You yeah. know, those were the subjects. Yeah. So you kind of thought. Yeah. So I ended up in UCG because really... I was just drawn to it. A few people I knew went there and it was the University of Life, University of Crack. You know what I mean? Yeah. So went there, did arts, did sociology, politics, history. And then I didn't really know what I was going to do after that. And I ended up meeting. Uh, he's now Eamon Horan from RTE. Shout out to Eamon, who was who's now a sports presenter in RTE. I asked him, I knew him in college and I asked him, what are you doing this year? And he said, I'm doing applied communications, journalism, postgrad. And I said, oh, wow. And we're, it was in the shack in Galway. And so I applied and got in and that was it. Yeah. It was. And so it was all very organic. Yeah. And I always thought, oh, I'd get I would it would be writing for me. But yeah. very soon into that course, I found out, oh, I love a bit of broadcasting and radio. So I used to present a radio show in the campus radio there Um with another girl from the course and just loved radio. And that became kind of the natural home of it and did my my experience in RT Cork yeah. uh, for two months. And then went to Sligo, worked in Northwest Radio, worked in independent network news in Dublin. And that's when I became the court correspondent. Again, fell into it. It was like the editor said, you're going to the course today. And he left me there yeah. forever. <laughs> and I ended up there for nearly 20 years. My goodness. Do you know what I mean? You get less from order. There you go. And and is I suppose because you were doing all that, that then brought you on a journey to do your master's in criminology. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the trials I covered, um, you know, and it would mostly be the Central Criminal Court I'd be covering. So there'd be a lot of murder trials, mm. obviously, and a lot of them based around femicide. And I remember mm. that sparked my interest in that area, I have to say, because yeah. you could nearly write the script. It was, you know, the same similar stories of isolation, of power and control. Mm. They were trying to leave. Either they were murdered when they were trying to leave or afterwards. Yeah. The most and the stalking time, and the threatening, yeah. the most dangerous time. And that sparked my interest in that. And I, it used to really haunt me, actually. Mm. And you'd be t- speaking to victims' families and they would have, you know, similar stories uh, about, you know, the victim, you know, not really letting them know what was going on until it was too late. And them and, having survivor guilt to say. And them and having all of that. What, what they could have done when yeah. the reality yeah. is for many people, there's very little they very could little, do. Very little, very yeah. little. So yeah. that, I, I, and that, I suppose, I always wanted to do some a documentary in that area. Yeah. And and, that, and last year, it was brilliant. Got to do that with the Indie Picks, who, who produced a fantastic three-part documentary series for Virgin Media. Uh, yeah. on uh, called Until Death so it's yeah. still there on the Virgin Media Player it, it's really it groundbreaking is, it is yeah. phenomenal I mean it, it is hard hitting it's hard yeah. to watch it's a yeah. hard watch yeah. but it's very timely and very important considering yeah. we've seen such an uptick in domestic violence um, since the pandemic like it was a perfect storm really yeah. for anybody um, who was inclined to behave in that coercively uh, controlling way and uh, indeed 
we, we saw a lot of murders yeah. during that time. And we used to talk about that in terms yeah. of when we'd meet at crime scenes. Yeah. You know, I would call Trina and it, there may, it may be a murder of a woman or it'd be whatever case it would yeah. be. Yeah. I would call you and you'd come and we'd discuss it. And it was often those conversations that we would have. I was a Virgin Media Crime Courts correspondent right, at the yeah. time. And I would call Trina and she'd come. She'd be, I'm teaching a class. I'll be there in an hour. Yeah. You'd drive up in your fancy Merc and uh, we would do a clip. But it would often yeah. be the conversation we had off mic. Yeah. That I, was interesting, wasn't it? I suppose. That, yeah. And that interests a lot of people because we used to gather crowds sometimes, didn't we? And yeah. Like, so I would come and give an analysis and, and then um, Sarah would ask me some questions and it would be a short clip. Yeah. On whatever bulletin yeah. you were doing. Um, yeah. Like but, 30 seconds or yeah. 20, 25 or something. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think because both of us studied criminology, I think that we had this kind of shared uh, thirst to understand. Absolutely, to pair back on. the layers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose a little bit about me, um, yes. Sarah. So That's enough so, about me. What do you think no, about not me? at all. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? Um, so I grew up in Artane. And I grew up, I had, my parents had four girls um, and I was the second eldest. But in, in fact, my dad ended up um, having seven daughters altogether and oh, no wow. sons. Yeah, yeah. So I have six sisters. So my parents divorced. So I've got a stepmother and a mother. And my dad, sadly, as you know, Sarah, because you were mm-hmm. extremely kind to me at the time, my dad passed away uh, a couple of years ago. So my, my parents got married very young. So the, their their marriage was very happy for a long time, but eventually mm-hmm. um, it petered out after 30 years, would you believe? Wow. So they got divorced and, and my dad remarried and, and then he had a, another very happy 20 years. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my yeah. stepmother, who's gorgeous. And then um, I have a couple of younger sisters who are gorgeous as well. And I'm very lucky to have them. So my um, journey into criminology, I suppose... For me, actually, it's interesting when you talk about your your university story. So when I grew up in Ireland, I like we wouldn't have had a lot of money. My parents mm-hmm. had their own business and they were keep going and whatever. But college and university wasn't an option for somebody right. like me from my background. Yeah. Until I start walking and could get the money to do it because there was no Susie Grants then. Yeah. So I went to university for almost 20 years doing different qualifications um, and paid for it myself. Um, and worked full time all the time. Wow. So actually, the first time I was in a college bar was when I was doing my second master's degree in 2019. Yeah, it was the first time I was in a, a college Imagine. bar. And the reason why I was in it was because one of my baby sisters who my dad had with my stepmother was in her first year doing her, her degree. So right. she was like, you have to come to the Absolutely. college party. And did but, you have a pint? No, but this is the reason why she wanted me there, I think, because I was driving so she could have a few drinks. Oh, and I my goodness. Out. No, no, no. She wanted me there. <laughs> um, although at, at times I think I probably did things to embarrass her. But, um. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high end brands. And the best part, they're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, so my journey, I suppose I started off, I, I, I did a leave and set. My parents insisted that we all do leave and set. And what I did after school was a, what was called a post-leaving uh, set course. And it was actually in communications. Ah. And it was in communications, film or radio. Right. And TV. Yeah. And at that time, I really wanted to work in media. Yeah. Um, but Ireland was a very different place then. And an accent like mine just didn't appear. Are you serious? Yeah. Like it really, I remember being told by a couple of really nice people in in uh, television and, and in different independent uh, companies that, that I needed to refine my accent. Now, I'm a dub. And how uh, did you respond to that? Well, I was very young. I, 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 I'm not so that was just after your leaving cert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was very young doing my leaving cert. I was only seven. 16 mm. and a half um, my, my parents threw me into school as soon as they could because I was extremely uh, inquisitive child apparently mm. and had a lot about me yeah. at a very young age and had a lot of questions so I think as and my parents my mother had her four babies within a year of each other so by wow, the time very close together yeah, and wow. so by the time the youngest was born like the eldest was five like you mm. know and that was four babies under oh five kind of. so I think I just and my mother often says it about me. She says, you never really had a chance to be a baby because yeah. 13 months later, my sister was born. And then another, I think about 13 or 14 months yeah. later after that, the, the, our baby was born. So, um, yeah, so they got me into school very early. So I left school very early. And um, how did I feel about Well, I was very young and I, I don't get offended, Sarah, and I don't get offended very, you. very easily. Yeah. But I remember at the time thinking, I kind of like who I am. Even yeah. at that age, I so was very really sure aware of grounded. who I was. Yeah. Because that would set a lot of people off now. Yeah. Well, it did. It did set, tore me away from mm. media because I had no connections and I didn't have the right accent. And I also didn't have uh, a financial Backup so that I could walk, kind yeah. of walk my way into a job because yeah. you know there's or work for free. That's that's what in order often to get happens. In. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah. I I simply didn't just have, have that, that opportunity. I didn't have that that yeah. uh, safety net. So I went to work, and I worked in organisations like St Vincent de Paul, Dublin Simon Community, all of these charitable organisations. Um, and I kind of honed my craft around, you know, my counselling skills and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I was working with a gorgeous lady, and shout out to Maeve who had, uh, she was years younger than me, but she could see my ability to work with people and offer counsel to people. And she yeah. said, really, you should be doing something in psychology, Trina. So I did. I did an honours degree in psychology and psychotherapy. Um, and then I went on, I specialised in CBT, cognitive behaviour wow. therapy. And then I went on and specialised in, uh, I did a diploma then in the psychology of crime um, and then I realised actually I want to be a criminologist. That, yeah, yeah. So I, but I'd always wanted to be a criminologist. Wow! Like it wasn't something that it not like, like I me just fell into all these things. Yeah. yeah, you're so lucky you fall into things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you work hard as well. Like, I work you, you hard. Work yeah, but it, hard. it was all very organic. There was no plan on yeah, my part. Yeah. Well, I suppose from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I had to plan because. Because I, I, I had mortgages and stuff. And yeah. I'm sure you did as well. But so I, I did the the master's in criminology in what was the DIT at the time. I, that's the one I did as that well. You I did think. it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then um, a couple of years ago, then I went back and did a second master's in um, the law department of, wow. of Minute. Uh, it's now criminology and law. Um, it was the department of law when I was doing it in comparative criminology and global justice systems, because really I find it really interesting. Yeah. The way we approach crime. Yeah. So I suppose that's where I came from. And now it's kind of come full circle because now I'm doing media stuff. And a I lot know. of that is down to you for giving me that platform, because oh, I know you say I was a pundit. You made but your like own I, way. Yeah, absolutely. There was a reason but we I, were asking you on. Yeah, but I wasn't I, I didn't have the platform that you and Virgin Media gave me, you know, by by allowing me come on do that analysis on the Tonight Show and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, a, that's how we've ended up here. That is how we ended up here. Yeah. With the, because I remember the day I said it to you, we were in Ballymun, actually. And I oh, said, we yeah. need to do After a that podcast. Yeah. yeah, that was really tragic. Yeah. And yeah. that was the day that I, I kind of said, we need to we need to do a podcast, but it, it, it took us, as we said, yeah. a little bit of time to get here yeah. and to figure all the logistics out. Yeah, but we were busy. <clears throat> we were busy. And yeah. uh, here we are. Yeah. And and, th- and that I think what we really wanted to do was give people a chance to tell their stories. And, and that's that's the whole bio and realize and told that we want people to be able to tell their stories in an unedited way, within reason, an yeah. unedited way so that. Uh, a way that, you know, people may have heard from our guests before, but not in this way. Yeah. Um, and not all of them. We, and we, not all of we them. We have some, like, we also have some guests coming on telling stories that are human interest, for example. Yeah. And, and, and there's also a bit of fun. Um, yes. Even in darkness. Yeah. Even in darkness, you'll always find that kind of light. I think that's a I real that's, Irish thing. Yeah, whether you're a, cork the or whether you're bit of, The little bit of... And I and I, don't, I suppose I don't like in some of the stories they are, you know, they're, they, they're distressing and they're hard to hear. But it's important to tell these stories and yeah. for us to let these people tell these stories and for them to be heard so that we're raising awareness. Yeah. But in some of those, there is a little bit of humour. There's a little bit of lightness, a little bit of hope yeah. uh, at the end of them. And in some of in some of uh, our episodes, you know, they go off piste and, and yeah, they're really just, quirky and you won't me. expect them. You actually yeah. won't expect them. And there's even one story Trina's telling about not being able to go left on her or only being able to go left on her push bike. Very <laughs> oh, but, random. Yeah. But you have to tune in to find out what that's all yeah. about. <laughs> that, that bike's going to look for raffle at the minute. Um, actually, it's the new bike I bought. But yeah, no, I think I think that's what the podcast, the heart of the podcast is yeah. about uh, people being authentic. Yeah, people um, being authentic and, and, and people speaking the truth. And in your line of work, you've spoken to so many people and you've heard their stories. Yeah. And in my line of work, yeah. I've spoken to so many people and heard their stories. Mm. And there are certain stories that that really need to be told that may not have been told at all or to any great degree. Yeah. And they deserve to be heard. They and do. That's what I this agree. Yeah. And I suppose with the news cycle, what can happen is something that's really important and a story of somebody like when somebody dies as a victim of a crime, mm-hmm. the the shattering of the lives Unbelievable. that leaves behind. Unbelievable. And yeah. If something else comes up in the media, like, say, a US president visit, like we we, we heard of one story recently of, a, of a, a, a man trying to save another man and both of them lost their lives. That's right. And that wasn't covered anywhere in yeah, the media. I mean, there was so much news yeah, on the, uh, that day. Yeah. And we do hope that we'll be able to tell these people's stories. Yeah. And they're the kind of things that real lives untold will 
be speaking about. And mm-hmm. I suppose in that regard, we're we're going to do seasons. Yeah. We're going to have one a week every yeah. Wednesday. So we'll yeah. ask our listeners to set their their uh, schedule. So that was it. They subscribe. Every Wednesday they? they subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be able to get us on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And importantly, if anyone feels they, they need to tell a story or they have a story to tell and they want to raise awareness about an issue that they feel you know, there isn't enough knowledge on and they could help people by telling their story, they can contact us at uh, realiseuntold at gmail.com and we'd really love to hear from you. And we're also on social media on Real Lives Untold. And I suppose too, podcasts can be um, a, a longer platform for people because yeah. you can really tease out. Yeah. And to me, I, I, I and I know people will hear this when they listen to our episodes. We're not a gotcha kind of podcast. No, no, that's no. not what we're here for. No. We're not look. We're not here for sensationalism. We just want to hear the ins and outs, the rounds and the bouts, mm-hmm. and everything about the story. And we want to give people that platform. Um, and that that is a human interest platform. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're we're because our natural home is crime. There's yeah. going to be a lot of crime related stories, but much more than that. And as we've just said, you know, some of them are, are very light. Some of them are human interest. And, uh, you know, depending on what you email us, we'll, we'll certainly look into yeah. to following up on whatever you email us. And we're, we're we, you know, we're here. We have facilities here for guests, which is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, we've got we're some really great, excited. Great, we've got some great lighting. We have some great lighting. <laughs> no, we look this well naturally. Kina. What are you talking about? <laughs> Concealer and good ring lights. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so this is just an introduction for anyone who wants to know a little bit about, yeah. more about us. But obviously, mm. there's about seventy insides to everybody. So there's yeah. lots about us that we'll keep to ourselves. <laughs> um, but, but what's going to happen now is we're going to is it upload or drop. Well, we'll say drop. Okay, so 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 we're dropping this episode. Yes, and we're also dropping our very first interview. Yeah, today as well. So after this, you can hear our very first interview. So I yeah. hope that you get a lot from it, yeah. uh, and from the the upcoming episodes in series in season one. And we'd love your feedback. So if you want to contact us, you can contact us on Real Lives Untold at gmail.com and Real Lives Untold on social media. So do get in touch and we hope you enjoy the episodes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.